once again for us to convene around the non-fungible campfire and bring you another edition of the Bitmart Brain Trust. As per usual, for some reason, I'm your host, Matt Ryan, and I'm joined this week not only by Nathan Simone and Kalichi Ebay, but we've got ourselves another guest. Nathan, who we got with us on the pod this week? Whoa, we have got a guest. You know, usually I'm joined by these two esteemed colleagues here, Matt Ryan and Kalichi Ebay. But if you look here on the screens, there is actually the first lady joining us on the Brain Trust. Not the first lady of the United States, but the actual first lady that's ever been <laughs> on the Brain Trust. And she is a crypto gal. It is Amanda Renee, who is actually one of our BitMart affiliates. I wanted to get her on the Brain Trust because she shared a video in the affiliate group, which uh, I have access to, and you could have access to if you also become an affiliate, where she talked about her kind of unique story, being a woman in crypto, getting into crypto. And Amanda, you are actually so into crypto that your license plate says BTC Bella. That is correct, right? That is absolutely correct. Okay, interesting. And you said, but you live in North Carolina right now. Um, and I'm a Southern boy yeah. as well. I don't live in the South anymore. I actually live in the wonderful state of Colorado. Come visit sometime if you want to. You said that, uh, you know, at least when I left the South uh, a couple of years ago, crypto is still not a thing everywhere, but I, I don't I don't know if it's really caught on in the South as one of the regions. And it, it, it seems like it hasn't because you said, people don't automatically get when they see your license plate that it says BTC Bella. They don't think Bitcoin. They have other assumptions, right? Yes. Yes. They, um, I mean, there's, there's some, um, but it's very few and far between that actually get it. Um, but my, the front has a laser engraved and it says Crypto Bella. So I kind of was like, you know, like maybe the, maybe they'll get it if they see the front and the back, but if they just see the back, they automatically assume that it's a little bit something different. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Something not to do with 21 million coins being left in this very, very unique ecosystem that props up our industry. So I find that fascinating because as you probably know, Amanda Renee, which is how most people know you, Amanda Renee on socials. Um, there's not a lot of women in the crypto space. It's kind of a little bit of a dude fest, all right? And I know because I've been to the conferences and I've been in crypto since 2017. So I feel like the most natural starting place for, you know, this isn't really an interview. It's a, it's a fun conversation that we're all going to have with you yes. about your unique story, women in crypto, what you think about stuff. I'd love to know, as a as a you know as a lady, how did you get interested in crypto, and why are you staying in it? And I'll you know you can talk as long as you want. I'm not going to interrupt you. Okay, awesome. So I started in crypto. Let's see, I want to say 2018, and everybody was like, "Oh, you missed the train! You missed the train!" And I was like, "I just don't feel that I've missed the train." And so I would just add a little bit in here and there. Um, I didn't really trade it. I just kind of held it um, until 2018. Um, and I woke up from a dream that I was getting married. And I actually had my fiance pass in 2017, July 2017. So I was like, no, 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 no. Like, this is not going to happen. Why am I dreaming this? I know who this guy is, but I've never spoke to him before. Why would I be dreaming about him and more so getting married? Um, and if, you know, I list, I believe in this still small voice, you know, whatever higher power you believe in, so be it, whatever. Um, but I've always been gifted with, you know, insight via dreams. Um, so I went to his Instagram and clicked on a story um, about 2.30 in the morning because it woke me up. And the entire story, which is typically pretty comical with him and his son, you know, playing pranks on each other. It was strictly about his um, child's mother being in need of a kidney. And I was like, oh, really, do I have to? Hello? Like, <laughs> do I have to do this? 
is this something you're requiring me to do in order to propel me you know forward on my next path um where I'm supposed to go so anyways um I wrote him right then I was like I need information on how to go about getting tested etc so he directed me to a page they gave me a generic message and I was like "Uh uh-uh I'm not accepting that I need you to give me information about where to go to be tested. I'm not just going to spread awareness. I'll do that anyways. So I need to know who I need to contact in order to get an application in order to start the the testing process. And so then she was like, oh, like it was just kind of like mind blowing that somebody was actually ready to like, let's, let's do this. And um, I had told him about the dream. I was like, don't think I'm crazy. I promise I'm not crazy. Like, um and so I went through and they said it would take about 10 days to hear back about the application it only took four days um two of those days being the weekend they called me back and said uh we've approved um your application so you can begin testing um so I started testing and um the number 11 kept showing up everywhere and then I actually I don't know if anybody's familiar with Scott Melker He's very big on Twitter. Um, yeah. His handle is the Wolf of All Street. Wolf of All Street, yeah. I've, yeah. yeah. I've so um, he heard about my journey and kind of took me under his wing and kind of showed me how to trade so that when I was in recovery, I could trade crypto. So as I was going through the testing process, I was also like self-teaching with a mentor, so to speak. Um, so I invested a certain amount and I lost quite a bit right at the beginning because I was like, I got this before, you know, I kind of got into this group and all of that. But he somehow heard of my story and kind of took me under swing. And then I didn't lose much more after that until the market, you know, decided it was going to do what it was going to do. Um, that's just the everything's risky. Inflation is worse. So um, that's how I got into trading. Um, I actually donated my kidney. Um, Actually, today is the 22nd, so in two days, it will actually be three years, um, wow. September 24th, um, 2019. Our HLA tissue typing was that of siblings. I had never met her before. We live in the same state. We have children that are the same age. Their names start with the same letter. Her, Mine and her name starts with the same letter. Um, some people might be familiar with Chris Lane. Um, if they are, then it's his twin brother's or I guess Chris Lane's nephew's mom. Um, so then, of course, when I was in the hospital recovering and I'm all swollen because they've taken a kidney out, they're like, do you want to meet Chris and Corey? And I was like, no, like I do not. <laughs> I'm good. I didn't do this for the clout. Like I did it because I was guided. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So that's how I got into crypto. And um, I have continued to trade. Uh, before that, I graduated from Liberty with my master's in psychology. Then I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. Went off to streams. I became a romance book cover model. And I probably sold about 250 images for book covers. Um, although all of them have not been on the shelf yet. Um, a lot of them buy them because they like them. And then they'll build a story on it and write a book about it. Um, and I have been in pageantry for quite some time. I actually just did an international pageant September 10th. Interesting. So international Miss um, North Carolina is my current title. And so, this is my fourth, fourth crown. Wow. So, wow. So, so, so to recap here, you got into crypto trading because you um, obviously went and do, you had expenses related to donating a kidney and re- refresh my memory you donated this kidney to who so uh, chris lane is a country music singer uh-huh. he has a twin brother um okay. who plays the drums gotcha. and so it was it was Corey that i married in the dream Corey lane mm-hmm. so the drummer of his brother's group um, sure. it's not really a group because it's just called chris lane um gotcha <laughs> But he plays his drums for him. Um, but it's his um, his child's mother. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So lots, like so many coincidences here that uh, yeah. I could see how anybody, you know, if they uh, if they wanted to, could 
see that it would be divine intervention if you're into that yeah. coincidences yeah. if you're not into it but regardless yeah. interesting story so you only have one kidney uh which apparently oh, <laughs> that's all you need apparently is what yes. science tells it's me absolutely it, that is absolutely all you need so wow. you're laying in this hospital bed you hook up with scott melker um who i actually i feel like i'd heard of but i hadn't and he was your mentor that taught you how to trade crypto so that you could provide an additional, I assume, higher income for yourself through this recovery process and moving forward. Yes, wow. because I am a single mother as well of sure. um, three boys. Um, and I was like, I have to be able to maintain my household. Um, yeah. So I was able to do that. And I'm all about bringing women into crypto. That's another thing. Um, and educating, so I started to create NFTs. Um, I did some coding to do some generating and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I'm a very sure. complex person. Well, yeah, you got a lot of irons in the fire here. Didn't you also say that you were, um, you either were or you still are a data analyst at some point? So I absolutely if, am. So yep. you still are. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. So. Kalichi, I know that you've talked uh, every so often about doing technical analysis in crypto, which I, mm -hmm. I don't have the patience for. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I'm really a buy and hold sort of guy. And I've been holding on for years at this point. So um, maybe if I was better at analyzing data and looking at it, I could do that as well. So you, you think that probably your background is a data analyst and of course, having a mentor to teach you to kind of help route you through this like very dynamic crazy landscape um yeah. it was almost like a natural fit so yeah it seems like things things just continually um work out for you it, even yeah. if you don't understand why they're working out uh, absolutely at, at I, the I'm a, yep i am a firm believer in you know even if you don't understand like what's happening at the current moment or why you know it, it's it's it all will add up in the end. So you just have to, so everybody always says, just keep swimming. And I'm like, why would you swim if you don't know which direction you're supposed to be going? So why don't you just get a raft and float and just relax and just let things be exactly what they are. And the current will take you there, I promise. It'll take you there. You just have to accept what is, how it is, when it is. Interesting. Somebody needs to come up with a third phrase that says swim for exercise, but keep yourself attached to the raft when you get tired so that you can just float downstream. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Or upstream. Sure. Yeah. Because currents <laughs> go, go, go both ways. So your license plate says BTC Bella. We've gone over that. I assume that Bitcoin is one of your favorite projects, but I'm always interested whenever anybody comes on the show, like what are you bullish on long-term what are you kind of interested in? And this will kind of naturally segue into, there aren't a lot of like women specific crypto projects, or I want to talk about women in crypto, but maybe like talk about some of your favorite projects that aside from trading, you actually like just like paying attention to and, and you're bullish on long-term. Um, I will be honest when I say Bitcoin is not the... Of course, the objective is to build Satoshis. You know, over a long term, that's the objective. Um, so I trade a lot of altcoins. And, you know, one of the things that I've always believed in is the higher the risk, the higher the reward. You don't have True. to put a whole lot into anything in order to make something out of it. Okay. And if you lose it, if you, if it's, even if it's just 20 bucks, you know, sometimes that 20 bucks, especially on the, I like to, I guess you could consider me somewhat of a gambler. If it is a semi-new project that has, you know, a white paper, it has a website, you know, they're active on social media, you know, and you observe the chart and how long it's actually um, been, you know, going, so to speak, especially if it's flatlining, then I'm just like, this one will pop at any time. So I'll put, I'll put $20 in and I'll just hold it. For example, um, just this week, actually, um, I had an airdrop from Bitmark from NAPT, NEP, 
which is the metaverse um, project. Um, And it was like down to less than a dollar. And of course, it always stayed down there at the bottom of my portfolio. And I didn't think anything about it. And I never really looked at the chart or anything. Um, And but when I looked back, because all of a sudden, Monday or Tuesday or something, it popped up like 4,500%. And I was like, like, oh my gosh, like, what? my 70 cents just turned into 30 some dollars. Like, what? What? And then I was, um, $30 isn't a, a whole lot. But when you're talking about crypto and such volatile markets, $30 can actually become a whole lot. You know, if less than a dollar can become $30, you know, if I would have had $30, what, you know, that would have become what, nine, $900. So it, it does make a difference. Um, and so I will, you know, I'm very diversified um, against, you know, many that aren't even spoke about yet. Um, some have crashed, but I've lost 20 bucks, 30 bucks, you know, whatever. Um, and that's just the risk that you take. But more often than not, they've kind of, you know, slowly grown or just all of a sudden pop. Um, and so... So they've been doing it in two, since 2018. Um, of course, I was in on Doge long before Doge got like all over the place. And now it's like that thing is just kind of just bloop, 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 bloop. But I'm just like, I'm, I'm pulling out like, I mean, I took plenty of profit because I had like close to 400,000 of them. But I bought them when they were 15 Satoshis and Bitcoin was only like $7,500. So wow. I didn't have a whole lot invested in it. That was yeah. a great time to enter. That was a great time to enter. Yeah. I had a, so, uh, I had an unfortunate reverse story where I previously held quite a lot of Dogecoin uh, for many years before Elon Musk got a hold of it and then decided that uh, it was foolish to hold such a joke coin and to swap it into Bitcoin. But um, it's still good for the long-term hold, but I could have been uh, much wealthier than I am right now if I'd simply held on to that Dogecoin and waited for Elon to do his thing. And of course, we could have never predicted that. So I don't, uh, I don't beat myself over the head for it. So you're into altcoins, definitely. You're a BitMart affiliate, which makes sense. I mean, BitMart is you know, one of the premier altcoin exchanges in the world. And, you know, you're a BitMart affiliate, so you get people to sign up to try and, you know, learn from the stuff that you do. I'm, I'm interested, as a woman in crypto, do you have like a lot of girlfriends that are into crypto? Do you have girlfriends that you've gotten into crypto? Because sometimes I see just in the wider world itself, regardless of somebody's gender identification, whatever, people are like, we're in crypto, me, Matt. Kalichi, we're in it to win it. It's like, it, it's, it's as ubiquitous as basketball or baseball to us. But I forget that when I go out on the street or in the larger world, people are not only still skeptical of it, there's still some people who just have no idea what Bitcoin and other stuff is. So I'm interested yeah. in, I think you said in your video that you actually taught your mom how to trade crypto. So I did. I'm, I'm just interested in, in your personal life. Like, have you gotten your girlfriends into crypto? Have you, specifically with women in crypto, because they're such a minority. Tell me about that. Yes. So, um, and love my mother as I do. It's not a secret. So I'm not being ugly when I say this. Um, she's not very smart. Where I got my brain from, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's the luck of the draw. Um, but... Um, <laughs> And, and, but she will, you know, she has no problem admitting that, especially when it comes to math and like, she still doesn't understand the technical analysis stuff, you know, or the data analysts. And she's just kind of like, just tell me when I'm supposed to sell something. And I'm like, no, you're going to learn this for yourself because I'm not always going to be here. Well, right now I'm there because for the last year she's had some health problems um, and she takes care of my grandparents. So now that's my life. I take care of my kids, my grandparents and my mom because she just had surgery Friday. Um, so I taught her, I told her a couple summers ago and my brother-in-law kind of taunted me, of course, because I'm a female. He worked in the banking industry for so long. So it kind of was like, ha, ha, ha. Like, you think that's actually going to do something? I was like, I know it is. And watch. Like, just watch. Like, it's going to. 
of course, um, I had been trying to convince my mom. I was like, pull your 401k, pull it. I said, because what are you making? What are you making on it? What is your percentage of gain? I was like, they're using your money to make money. Why aren't you using your money to make money? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and so it took about mm, maybe a year for me to convince her to actually make that move. Um, I was like, mom, if there's anything, I was like, you can't listen to Corby. He's thinking, you know, US dollars, treasury, you know, that kind of thing. I was like, but nobody thought the computers were going anywhere. Nobody thought there was going to be like a worldwide web or that, you know, things would not like evolve. I was like, but we are in an evolving culture, like society. And, you know, your grandkids, that's going to be what they use. It's just going to be what they use. I was like, and your 401k is not going to do anything. I was like, inflation is going to come. It's going to be worth less, even though, you know, the amount might say a little bit more. You're going to be able to get a lot less. I mean, how, think about it. Like when I was younger, you know, how much could you get with what you've got now? A whole lot more. I was like, it, it, it's, it's going to keep doing that. I was like, pull it. Put it in Bitcoin. I'll show you how to trade. And I did. So she took her 401k out and um, put it into Bitcoin and a few, you know, random altcoins. She actually sold her doge right before the spike, actually. She was incredibly upset about it. Um, wow. And when I say she sold it, she sold, like, she had more than I did. She probably had close to 600,000 of them um and sold you know right before because she was like we had to move from this when binance you know stopped serving like on the big platform they you know said no more us um so she had to move everything out she was like oh i'll just you know put it in bitcoin just you know put everything in bitcoin we'll just transfer it all at one time so she sold out of everything and you know moved everything over to between bitrates and bitmark because I was like, these two are, you know, good in the U.S. Like, you know, just do it that way. So anyways, um, then Bitcoin spiked or whatever. And she was able to renovate her entire house and still have more than what she had in her 401k. That is OK. So that's a great ending to the story. I, I, that might not be the end. And I don't want to cut you off here. It is. Because it is. It's, that's the end? OK. Yeah, she's I was trade, just about to say she well, was able to, you know, completely redo her house. Because I was about to say, Amanda, that is incredibly controversial advice. So I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. Uh, you know, we don't give financial advice on this podcast, but that's a very interesting. And I'm glad that that worked out well for her because probably nine out of ten people, even if they are true Bitcoin believers and altcoin believers, uh, you know, like I am, would have just said no don't do it with the 401k, you should pull it from someplace else. So I'm so glad that it worked out for you because I, unfortunately, there's a lot of stories where that did not work out. So right. props to you. But this is when guiding. Bitcoin was still, you know, 7,500, sure. $8,000, you know. And I was like, you know, I was like, you, I'm not going to say that you're going to get rich overnight. I was like, mm -hmm. you know, this is something that you hold long term. I said, but by the time you would actually want or be able to pull your 401k, you would have more. And, yes. you know, like oh, said, yeah. this is not financial advice. You know, I don't want anybody to like take out all their savings and like chunk it in there. Like I did, like she did, you know, because, you know, we were very intuitive people, I guess. And we're just like, okay, so it's evolving society, evolving culture, like, especially when COVID came and then everybody was virtual this, virtual that. And then the metaverse stuff kind of took off. And that is one of the main uh, crypto tokens that I look into is actually the metaverse, um, NFTs, um, that kind of thing, um, which is why I created the code to generate a variety of NFTs. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, crypto trading is a mix of, you know, nobody can predict the market. So there's some degree of luck to mm -hmm. it. But unlike gambling at a casino, um, I mean, it is luck based on data that you can analyze, historical trends, foundation of a project. It's not like throwing the dice at a crap table. Um, so I'm so glad that it's worked out well for you. And I'm really, really glad that it worked out for you with your mom with pulling stuff out yeah. of her 401k. I'm, I'm interested now to, to or maybe, maybe you didn't touch on that. 
So I, I'm still interested in like, as a, as a woman in crypto, have you been able to get other women that were skeptical into crypto other than your mom or immediate family members? Or have people come to you because of, you know, once you're in the space, I would say one or two years, it's not that you're an OG, but you're certainly uh, able to weather the storm better than the majority of people. I feel bad for people that are getting it right now, yeah. but in a year or two, they'll be old timers. Have people come <laughs> to you for advice, talk to you about yes. it because, so tell yeah. me about that. We'd, I'd love to know about that. Well, it's kind of random. Um, there's been, you know, of course, when I went to the pageant, like my, everybody typically gives like a gift um, mm -hmm. of some kind. And mine was basically like an NFT that I had designed and created like with various different backgrounds or whatever. Um, but I said, it's not complete yet, you know, and you'll get it when it's, you know, completely done. But I showed them, you know, what the image itself would look like. Um, but the back end part still, you know, is in need of some work. But there, I've had a lot of people ask about, you know, what NFTs are. Uh, a lot of people have asked about crypto and what tokens I would recommend. Um, I actually have a um, guy who actually wants to speak about, um, because he was like, you, you know, you're somebody that I trust. I've known, you know, for a little while, I've seen that you do it. Like, you know, can do you mind like spending a little bit of time kind of explaining it to me and breaking it down? Um, I, because of my book cover modeling and, and my pageantry, I know people like literally all over the world. Um, and so that, you know, over the course of the last two years, especially since my kidney donation, and of course I shared all of that on social media. So there were a lot of, you know, new people that I had never met that, um, started following me or whatever. And even some of them have come to me and been like, Hey, so, you know, like, uh, how does this work exactly? Like, what is the point of this? And, you know, how do you get your money back out of it? Um, and, you know, I always give them several different ways where you can get your money back out of it and that you don't have to trade it and that you don't have to touch it. In. And if you're not um, keen on the understanding of how to trade, don't like just mm -hmm. hold it. Because then otherwise they'd come back to me like, ah, I, did, uh, I did what you said and I lost the money. And <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I don't play with people's money. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. If you wanted to be a financial advisor, you'd open up shop uh, on Main Street, right? It's, exactly. It's, it's, and then I would it's, be talking to, you know, talking to you for free, not you, but, you know, them um, mm -hmm. about, you know, what, you know, my knowledge, so to speak. Gotcha. Interesting. Gentlemen, Matt, Kalichi, any questions popping up in your mind here that you'd like to ask Amanda? Kalichi, I yeah, feel like yeah. you've got one. I feel yeah, like you've got I do. One, okay? I do. Yeah, I'm kind of curious like, um, about your NFT, the NFT project you built. What, uh, what blockchain did you choose? Was it Ethereum? Was it Cardano? Was it another one? Um, I really want to um, try to do it on Solana. Oh, okay. That's a good, yeah. Solana is popular as well. Yeah, and now, I think it's gonna it's going to grow in popularity. Um, and and I think you're getting ready to ask me why Solana. Well, <laughs> only only okay. We we kind of have a running <laughs> joke on this show, Amanda. Uh, we're all well, except for I think except for Matt. Matt just goes along with whatever, whatever me and you <laughs> yeah, do. Like, I yeah, ride the yeah, vibe, whatever. baby. He says he rides the vibe. We have a joke that we're all Cardano maxis here and that we love the Cardano chain. It's not really true, but it also is kind of true because Cardano is simply amazing. Um, my only problem with Solana, Amanda, is that the network seems to go down like every two weeks. And so I'm just wondering how, how I think they have like a lot of growing pains to go through. And then of course, Ethereum, they have high gas fees and they're still, yes. uh, they're still figuring stuff out after the merge, but you know, hot tip, if you want to keep doing NFTs and you want a, a crazy chain, a super fast, energy efficient, and has a really, really kind community, I would, I would say you look into Cardano, okay? So just hot tip right I'll, there. Yes, I, I will definitely take that into consideration. And the only reason why I was thinking Solana um, is basically because, you know, as I said before, like this 
it's a it's a up and coming it's it's um it's not where it needs to be yet and um i like you said like there's still some growing pains they have to go through but i'm a I guess because I'm an underdog myself or I was, you know, in school um, that I typically like look for the, um, if I'm bringing in um, and promoting to women who are not the dominant gender, um, then why would I not um, also choose a non-dominant uh, chain to do it on to kind of you know then women would go oh I'm familiar with Solana I'm familiar with Solana and kind of help them in the process as well gotcha gotcha it, it makes a lot but of I sense will definitely there. I will definitely you know you know consider Cardano because I did hold some like at the very very beginning and put it on my coal wallet look I'm gonna be honest I'm ADHD and <laughs> I don't have a clue what I did with it. <laughs> oh gosh, it's probably worth so, it's, it's 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 a little bit down now. It's not at three dollars anymore. But you know, Kalichi, the reason I was bringing that up was because I know there's a lot of female uh, Cardano NFT creators, and that that's a growing community as well. So I just don't have any insight in Solana about what the women NFT creators are. So I know that Cardano already has that as a community. That's why I kind of suggested that. I'm sure that Solana does as well, uh, but I couldn't point to any collections right there. I'm thinking of Callie Nighthawk on, uh, on Twitter, Kalichi from the Cardano, uh, Cardano community. Okay, interesting, interesting. And, you know, I find it fascinating too, Amanda, that so you've been in these pageants, which are, they're about uh, looks, beauty, though the appearance of things. And I'm wondering if you kind of find that there's some parallels between the pageant world and the crypto world, both for the positive and the negative. And we don't have to talk about the negatives if you want to, but sometimes when I think about things that are only appearance-based, whether they're projects, projects or other things like that, I think, oh, something can look really good, right? Something like an altcoin or a project can look really good on the surface and have all the things that you want but it turns out to be a rug pull. And then on the other hand, there's things where you think, oh gosh, I wish the website was a little bit more developed. I wish they did you know, better stuff on social media, but it turns out to be this great project with a great foundation that everybody is just sleeping on. So I'm wondering if being in the pageant world, which is a unique world that I'm not familiar with at all, um, if you found some parallels between there trying to deduce how much substance somebody has or how much, you know, how much, um, there is maybe behind like the flash in the pan versus the crypto world, which can also be uh, a lot of, you know, appearance-based and flash. And it, you have to kind of dive deeper to see if there's substance or not. So this is where my master's in psychology comes in. <laughs> okay. um, because um, one of the things that I look for, when I'm, especially when I'm looking at new coins, is did it copy code? Is it an open source code? If it's an open source code, go look at the code at which it was copied from and see how that kind of works. Um, that, that's the psychology part behind it. As far as pageantry goes, every pageant that I've been in is not just about appearances, especially the, the platform that I've chosen uh, the last two times, which is International Mist. In 2018 and 2022, I represented the state of North Carolina, and it's because they're more about authenticity. So gotcha. about being who you are, like in front of the camera, off camera. Like we didn't have, we don't have to cover our tattoos. We they want us to be like transparent and just like who we are, like embrace your individuality which is something that I do look for in a coin is, you know, does it have its own code? If it has its own code, what's the history behind the person that created it? Have they created other coins in the past? If they've created other coins in the past, how is that coin doing? So it's like, I, I kind of do like a trace on if the, if that person's ever created a coin and this is a uh, open source, but this one kind of crashed, 
the code in which it was created from, it crashed. It, you know, it was a rug pull. There's a lot of like, you know, people chitter chatting about it on Reddit, you know, um, coin market cap, you know, their comment section is very useful to me. Uh, because, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, just because you, you'll see the good and the bad. And then if you, even the good comments, you have to go, hmm, okay. But this is one, two, ten bad ones. Mm-hmm. All right. And yes, there's a lot of people that are going to get upset and only bark when they have negative experiences. I understand that. That's what, again, that goes back to psychology. But if you're looking at coin market cap and you're also looking at Reddit and you're looking at the project and you're looking at the chart and you're looking at the creator of it, there's a lot of information that that's the analytical part of me, I guess. I'm naturally analytical. <laughs> so then I'll, you know, pull a whole bunch of factors together as to whether I'm not, I'm willing to take that risk. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you have to be analytical in a space like this because unlike uh, stocks and bonds where you have brokerage houses where you, they, you got 30 people researching one stock and you can pull the data, a lot of this you still kind of have to find yourself and parse it out for yourself. Coin market cap and other places, they do a good job of kind of giving you the basics, but it's still a mostly unregulated kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, unproven industry. And you kind of just have to go off of the historical stuff that you know, projects um, that you've seen before in the past and your experiences. And so I'm glad that you brought that up about you evaluate something, whether it's on open source code. There's always a debate about that, about should all the code for the cryptos be open source or should it be proprietary? Um, so that, you know, somebody can build a different ecosystem. It's probably better that it's open source because of course the granddaddy of them all, Bitcoin, it's been open source since the beginning. It continues to be open source um, and is yeah. Ethereum as well. So um, I'm, I'm also interested. And then once again, I'll default to Matt and Cleach to see if they have any questions. You said that you have three boys, okay? Now I grew up in a household of boys. I'm can only imagine what my mother went through, but it was just me and my brother. However, if my mom had been into crypto, I'd be a billionaire. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. Can you imagine if in 2009, when Bitcoin was released, my mom had been telling me, you know, uh, Nathan, you really got to buy a 50 Bitcoin and it's $5. I mean, I'd be, you know, I'd be I'd be Sam Bankman Freed right now. I'd be sleeping I'd be sleeping on beanbags and living in the Bahamas. Now maybe this is the timeline that I'm supposed to be into, but this is really interesting. So you're a mom. You've got these three boys. Like I said, crypto is a male-dominated space. It seems like guys, for some reason, maybe because guys are naturally a little bit more analytical. Um, they're like they're into crypto. So are your boys like sick of you talking about crypto or had you got them into crypto? Because the earlier you get started with, you know, learning to invest in Bitcoin or Ethereum or just learn how this stuff works. If one of your boys went into blockchain tech, like that is a that is a very lucrative STEM career in the future, you know, sort of stuff like that. So I'm very interested in that. What do they think about it? What's it like being a crypto mom these days? I am so glad that you asked because, um, okay, so I have, my oldest is 21. I know, I know, I know, I don't look it. <laughs> but he, he is 21 and um, he actually just got in a vehicle accident last week. Same time my mom was in the hospital. I've just had a crazy week, okay? <laughs> it's not always like this. But um, they were not at fault, so he's like, you know, waiting for you know he knows he's going to get a settlement he's like mom so i'm thinking about you know i'm going to take a little bit and i'm going to put down you know on a car and then i'm gonna put the rest in the crypto and then you're going to teach me how to do it because you know i don't want to be a commercial electrician anymore and i was like yay (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) as far as my 13 year old he is I have labeled him this. Um, Nathan, I'm sure you saw it in my video. I literally named him my little Einstein. That's not his name, but that's what I call him um, Mm -hmm. because he's highly intelligent. 
So for Christmas this past year, I actually bought him his own or his first PC build um, with top-notch graphic card, like all that stuff, because he is into the metaverse, like on a whole different level, like talking about signing little gorilla's hands and stuff because they got to play with him kind of thing. Um, and he said last year, um, just off the cuff, he was like, I'm going to start saving my money and just start getting computer pieces piece by piece so that I can build me a PC so I can start coding Unity, which is what they use, you know, for um, the Game Oculus engine. games and stuff. Yeah. Whoa. So, I did not know that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I got him uh, the graphics card and processor and everything that would handle that and that would uh, have the capacity to be able to do that. And then I bought him um, like the beginner's course on um, coding Unity and then the intermediate and then the expert. And so he can kind of titrate up um, and then eventually have games within the metaverse by using code, by, by using Unity. Um, and I was like, that will save me a whole college tuition like, <laughs> absolutely know, from from a good computer build at the age of 13 um he was actually 12 then yeah because he just turned 13 in june so um just this past christmas um as far as my 11 year old he took his christmas money and purchased several uh, metaverse coins tokens um so he's into it as well he will actually sit I mean, he's 11 now, so he doesn't sit on my lap as much anymore. But mm-hmm. um, when nine and 10, he would sit on my lap and just actually, I would show him lines, you know, like this is how we chart this, this is how we follow this. You know, if it breaks this, then we want to go ahead and get out of it and wait for it to come to this next level, you know, that kind of thing. So I kind of taught him you know, how to look at it on different time frames and stuff. And he is not, he's ADHD as well plus the soul um so he's very much an outdoorsman like baseball Mm -hmm. like you know anything outside um and he's got to go 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 and um i was like you know so for him to sit down and actually be interested in it i would take time you know just like this is how it works this is how it works and um so i have one that wants to code it not a blockchain specifically but you know games within the metaverse and mm-hmm. I have one that is interested in learning how to trade it. And one that's just like, I'm just going to put it in there and leave it. That's the <laughs> oldest. I'm going to put it in there and leave it. Um, and then you can show me what I need to do with it. And I said, okay, we can do that, you know. Um, so that's uh, my experience with all three of my boys. Wow. That's so interesting. That, that's what it's like being a crypto mom in 2022. See, I told y'all, if my mom had sat me on her lap and charted out technical analysis, I'd be just way farther along. I got to say, like, I had to teach my mom Gmail nine different times while she was alive to to see that and just transpose that to you're you're teaching your children how to code, how to develop crypto. It, it It is a stark juxtaposition for me, but when it comes to you said that you want to start you're working on nfts you're looking to build out uh ways to help women get more in tune with the crypto world nathan brought it up earlier but we're seeing more and more these different DAOs pop up these different small clusters and we're seeing communities the key to the nft and crypto community well the the businesses are communities do you think facilitating a strong female crypto community can be a huge boon because I think one of the things that we we talk about stigmas on this show and we talk about you're a psychology major you 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 know you understand the concept of stigmas and you know people being kind of yeah. siloed into different personality types and being looked at in certain mm-hmm. ways people would look at you and not think you're a pageant you're a pageant winner you're a single mother, you're someone who takes on a lot in their life, they wouldn't think of you as a crypto wunderkind. What do you think can help erase these perceptions, raise women up in the crypto and NFT space, 
and kind of start facilitating more growth to what we're seeing now. A lot of STEM programs are being focused on young women and girls. We're seeing a lot of girls coding organizations and a lot of foundations predicated on that. What's going to be the trigger to get young women into crypto outside of the, you know, outside of NFTs or things like that? What What's going to be the cornerstone of that for the next three, five, ten years? I think that uh, there's just uh, women as a whole, the, the gender female um, has been undermined for so long, um, just in general, like at, overall. Um, and we're looked at as, okay, if you're pretty, you don't have a brain. If you're pretty, you're not uh, capable of understanding, you know, complex ideas uh, or processes. Um, and I think that it, we have to begin to, and women are, they're starting to become a more independent thinkers and thinking outside of the box. Where Because now us women, a lot, especially 2022, there's a lot of women that have to support households by themselves. And if you have to create, if you have to uphold a household by yourself and your job isn't doing it, then you have to look to other avenues. And if you're not looking to other avenues, then you're comfortable with the position that you're in. And if you're comfortable, Hey, no problem. But if you want to create a future for your kids, like it's, it, it's, it's a wise move to evolve with the times. And, you know, as far as the men go, you know, when women stand up and they start speaking, like mansplaining is one thing that I just can't, like I have a, almost a zero tolerance for, because, you know, I did graduate in the top of my class with my master's in psychology. You know, I am a data analyst. And when you talk to me, like I'm an idiot, I, I love nothing more than to prove you wrong. Um, So you know, I've been a therapist for kids, uh, for girls that are at risk or in foster care. Um, when I did work with my psychology degree before I went off, you know, chasing dreams. And so I have a way of uh, inspiring them to want more, to get hungry, to be ambitious, to go forward and do something that, you know, nobody says that you can do. And I firmly believe that, um, if nobody's laughing at your dreams, they're not big enough. I came from a tiny, 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 small town where, I mean, literally population 600. Okay. Like that small, no stoplights, no flashing lights, stop signs, one little convenience store, a church, a fire station. That's about all you had post office. Post office. We didn't even have a grocery store. You had to go, you know, 10 miles or something, 10 minutes up the road. Um, so you know, for me to come out of that and be as diverse as I am and have so many irons in the fire, as Nathan says, um, it's uh, quite an inspiring story for a lot of women. And that you don't have to like fit in this little box. I hate boxes. I will bust, <laughs> bust all the sides out. Um, and I think that more women are becoming... Um, like that they want they want to they're hungry to find um what else they can do like what what else can we do and i think once that's introduced to them and they start to understand um there's a whole big wide world out there that i want you to go you know watch some youtube videos on like i did it here's my story your your story isn't going to match mine but it doesn't mean that it can't be successful I completely yeah. agree. Uh, but what are some things that the community can do to help foster that growth? You, Your story is a unique one because of all the different circumstances, like the kidney transplant, the, the just the, your story is out of out of a out of a romance novel. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's out of, it's out of, it's out of something that if you told someone else this story, they would look at you quizzically and wonder what section of the, what fiction book did you look at it from? What are some things on a small scale? Because uh, in crypto, it's all about scalability. What are some things that everyday people like myself, Kalichi, Nathan, you know, people in our community can do to make 
the crypto and NFT space more welcoming for for women because the the problem that I see is that communities are very exclusionary. If you do not have this, there there's certain people, and it's not everybody, but it, we talk about this on the show a lot. There's a lot of tribalism in crypto and in what ostensibly uh, are fandoms. Uh, your who you're loyal to, what you use, all of that. How do you create a more welcoming community, and how do you foster growth to have more female influencers, have more female creators, have more female, you know, like the lead, thought leaders in the crypto industry? What are some of the things that you're seeing that are working, or things that you feel can be changed? Um, a lot of women feel um what's the right word um that if it's a male dominated arena that when they enter this space like i said earlier about you know one of my pet peeves is mansplaining so if there's a woman that is interested and she is asking questions, she's not asking for your wallet, you know, that's kind of <laughs> crazy because there are those out there. I mean, there will always be those people. Um, but the women that are genuinely hungry and, you know, don't mansplain things to them. Like if you know the way, show the way, like, you know, uh, belittling them or you know this is the male dominated genre or you know male dominated you know arena that is um off-putting uh it's kind of like okay well i mean for me it's not because i'm like hey i'll take any of you on like <laughs> not everybody is like that okay a lot of people yeah. are they'll kind of get squeamish like oh like i don't know if i can do it because you know, it's, it's mostly men. It's the same with banking. There's not a lot of women who are financial advisors. There's, it's, it's men and, and women just, well, one, women just need to, you know, become more confident and, and, and their abilities and, and not allow someone to, you know, cut them down or, or mansplain them. And when they notice it, Hey, like, just show me, like direct me. Like, don't dismiss me. Um, and I think that's, you know, just like a general, like, concept for anything when it comes to women in, in a male-dominated space. I, I was just, you made, you made, like, excellent points. I was just, just going to add that, you know, ironically, like, it seems like a huge part of the answer to that question is, like, men. <laughs> it's like, men, yes. we need to be more, like, I can't tell you how many Twitter spaces I've attended. And, and like a woman is speaking and she just gets caught off like like in the middle of her a point i'm like yeah. i see that all the time and it's so frustrating um well, hold on kalichi you're saying yeah. men on the internet are trash no you're lying not men on the internet not the most protected class no oh my god i need a fainting it's, couch it's, <laughs> yeah it's 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 very very common and like like we like we do need a, to play a huge role here and um to be to be more welcoming uh because it just it just speaks to the whole ethos of, of blockchain and crypto in general it's like this is an open world for for everybody to like innovate and you know contributes you know whatever they can and it's just so frustrating, like seeing, especially I see this all the time in, in NFT, like NFT AMAs, where they just like, just keep bragging about, you know, their NFT collection and you know, just keep explaining and explaining and explaining and just let the, let the ladies speak, you know, let them, you know, give their own um, opinion and, um, and just be more welcoming. So I think uh, like in order for women to be more, I guess, attracted to the industry, um, Obviously, there'll be, you know, a few women like Amanda, who's like really, really self-driven and self-motivated to just, you know, just, you know, cut through all that. But like, if we, if we can make it more welcoming, I think a lot of women will want to be a part of this, part of this revolution. I completely agree. Yeah. And Amanda is going to have a brilliant point, but I had a quick joke that I just wanted to get in. You can't believe in decentralization and be an incel. 
they they are negative and positive ions. <laughs> it don't work. Amanda, please say something smart because I am very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have something to say. Um, and I was thinking about it when Kaliki was talking. Um, I was told once and it stuck with me and it is a phrase, you know, a minute ago I said, if you know the way, show the way. The heavy is the head that wears the crown. I literally have four crowns. Um, and I can tell you that it's not just something pretty. You know, there's a lot more that goes behind it in order for you to be able to place that thing on your head. But whether it's there or not, everyone has one. Um, but I was, I was given this phrase once and it's always stuck with me. A coin has no value in your pocket. It has no value until you give it away, right? Because we all determine what something, what holds value, whether it be the dollar, whether it be Bitcoin, whether it be rarity, um, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be. And it's much like wisdom and knowledge and education. Like it, it does you good. Sure. But why wouldn't you share it? Why wouldn't you guide? Why wouldn't you direct? I get that it takes time, but all you have to do is point them in the right direction. And most women are, are so eagerly looking for something more. They're hungry. They don't even know. A lot of women don't know about the opportunities within the crypto space as a whole. Um, and that's something that I spoke about at the pageant, actually, amongst 40 women. Um, and a lot of people were like, um, you're going to have to, like, dumb it down a little bit, you know, to help me understand. And I was like, I don't have to dumb it down, but I can speak to you at your level of understanding. Because I'm not going to uh, contribute to the thought process of someone being dumb. Okay. So I'll speak to you at your level of understanding. And then once you, once you get it, then you'll start asking your own questions. And once you start asking your own questions, then you'll, you, you'll naturally dive a little bit deeper. So you have to meet them at the level of where they are. Yeah, it makes complete sense. You know what I thought is funny too? It's like, it's kind of like an ironic joke is that let's say, um, and this is why I kind of harped on like Cardano having a great NFT community uh, of women is that, you know, everybody in the crypto community is all about like, oh, we want Bitcoin to like be as valuable as it can be. We want Ethereum to be as valuable as it can be. We want people to use these projects. We want to, to adopt them. We want it to like use case, use case, adoption, adoption, price go up, number go up. Well, when you leave out 50% of the market, it's, yeah. it's, it's 100% harder to do that. So it's like, even if you mm -hmm. just, if that's your first principle to start from, from like a selfish perspective, it just like, it logically makes sense to do that. And, you know, it, I'm glad that you shared that, Amanda, because I can even remember when I was getting interested in Bitcoin, you know, as a guy, it, you, you come up against Bitcoin maximalists, or you, you always come up against guys that are smarter, tougher, whatever than you. And if you can't hold your own, it can still be intimidating. I still remember asking basic questions online about, bitcoin and like how you know what's the security like and like how is this not a scam and things like that and you really get a grab bag of people that are like if you don't know it you shouldn't be here or <laughs> people that give you resources and they're like i know it can be hard man it's crazy it's a lot of code here's an analogy that might work for you because everybody has to start like you said where they're at and um it's you know it, it's just it's interesting because obviously women have contributed a lot to another good thing about Cardano. The reason why Cardano's uh, token is named Ada is after Ada Lovelace, who was a woman in the 19th century who's commonly thought of as one of the world's first computer programmers. Women have contributed all these things to art, science, history, all the other subjects. I don't understand why they would be excluded from crypto in any way. It doesn't make sense to me when people aren't thinking thinking about it like that. If crypto is supposed to be decentralized worldwide, cross borders, you know, move beyond as you would the human animal into whatever the, the greatest potential that we can have is, it's going to need to literally include everybody at some point, whatever their project may be or whatever their use case may be. So it's a fascinating thing to continue to think about. And 
it's always something that I think about when I'm at these conferences. I'm always scanning the room and trying to do a quick calculation of the number of men versus women. It's always skewed one way or the other. One day I think it'll either even out or it might be like colleges where it turns and there's actually more women than men. That will be interesting. So, Kalechi, Matt, is there anything that I haven't asked? Is there anything you have a burning desire to say? Or Amanda, is there anything that we didn't cover here? I, I like to keep us within our time limit here, but of course, if you have some more interesting stuff to tell us, it, you know, we're all ears. If anyone, uh, any female, um, is more comfortable talking with a female, which is sometimes the case, I'm always open and excited and like elated to be able to educate women um, or anybody that really, honestly, that's curious about um, crypto, even children. Clearly, you know, I've talked to my kids about it. I've talked to um, some of my friends' kids about it. Um, so they're like all in the know. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm all about uh, everyone can win. Everyone can win. Um, it's just meeting them at their level of understanding. So I'm always available to teach, to help, to guide, to direct, whatever needs to be done. Very cool. And, you know, I haven't, I actually have not paid attention to your social media because I've only really seen you on Telegram, um, Amanda. So do you do like educational or instructional stuff? It kind of seems like you, with your personality, with how much you know, you would be like a natural like TikTok educator on crypto. Have you thought about that? YouTube. I, I, <laughs> I think YouTube is kind of, um, TikTok is, um, it holds people's attention better um, yeah. because, you know, psychology, psychologically speaking, there we go. <laughs> um, you have about 30 seconds to catch their attention. Sure. After that, they, if it's not interesting, they're going to click off of it. Um, I don't really know how the paying on YouTube works. I haven't really done a whole lot. To, uh, no, I haven't done any uh, real tutorials on um, TikTok yet, but that is something that I do plan on doing um, simply because um, I am wanting more women to get into the space. However, I had pageant prep and you know after it became an affiliate i was like hey guys i'm here but i've got this right now and i've got to give this my attention you know so it's been kind of a little bit crazy as of lately um things are starting to slow down my uncle came into town today so i've got a little bit of relief <laughs> so um i got a little bit of free time um so i'll probably you know start doing a little bit more of that um on TikTok, I do do it on Facebook. Um, I've done plenty of posts about it. Um, actually, I educated my ex-husband on how to do cryptocurrency because regardless of how I feel about him, like we co-parent well, but sure. it benefits my kids in a long way. Exactly. That's the sign there of a good go. parent right there. When there you're you when there you're go. willing to reach out to your ex and say, "Here's how you can make money," I don't like <laughs> you, but we have kids together, so we got honey, you got you gotta do something, pal. Honey, I know we're not together anymore, but here's three Bitcoin. <laughs> keep it on a cold keep it on a cold wallet. You're right. I I agree with you there, Matt. So Amanda. Um, as we're wrapping up here, do you want us to share some of your social media handles? I know that that can be kind of tricky sometimes. Um, so if you want us to, you, you can, you know, we'll drop those in the comments below. You don't have to talk about it. You can do select okay. ones. Like if you only want people to contact you on Instagram versus someplace else, like you can do that or Telegram. So that way, if there are women in the audience, because I know that there, we have a mostly international audience here. So if there were women, especially internationally, uh, that wanted to contact you or ask you questions, I'm sure that they would find you a great resource because, you know, as, as, as you can probably tell everybody from this video, Amanda, she's open to talking about crypto. She knows what she's talking about. Um, she's got the beauty and the brains the entire time. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so guys, is yeah. there, is there anything else, um, 
that we'd want to ask Amanda here. Have I covered it all? Do we think that we've we've gone comprehensively here? Kalichi, anything else? Matt, anything else? Would you like to come back? Sure. Anytime. Well, there we go. Yeah. Got another person on the recurring guest list. Okay, now we'll have to build a revolving door. So thanks for that, gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. So I say, you know, let's end it there. That's been a great one hour conversation. Um, everybody out there who's listening, you've been listening to Amanda Renee, also known as BTC Bella. She's a Bitmart affiliate. She is a beauty pageant queen, four time winner. She is a data analyst. She's a crypto mom. She is a crypto gal. She is one of those women in crypto that every so often you see when you part the crowd. And as you've heard during this conversation, she knows what she's talking about. She loves to trade. What's the platform she uses for trading? It's Bitmart. Matt, I think we can wrap it up here. Kalichi, I think we're done here. Yeah, it's a well, good way to wrap it up. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Amanda, Renee. And thank you, Kalichi. And thank you, Nathan, as always, for joining us. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Bitmart Brain Trust. Will we have a guest? Will Kalichi be kidnapped again? We will answer these questions and more next time on the Bitmart Brain Trust. And as always, you can find information about us and our guests in the show notes below or whatever app you're using to listen. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And also, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, ring the notification bell. And if you're not a part of our communities yet on social media or Telegram, what is wrong with you? You can find out more at bitmart.com so you can sign up and start trading today. Use the code BSMART at sign up. And now for the part that everybody loves, Nathan with the legal jargon. Hello to everybody out there in crypto land. Did you enjoy that conversation? I know that I did. It's always interesting to learn more about crypto projects, NFTs, and what is going on in this very unique industry. But now we've got to get some legal stuff out of the way, all right? It's just the way that it is. So I wanted to let you know that all opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of Bitmark. Bitmart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. Bitmart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of Bitmart services is entirely at your own risk.